0: Welcome to the Low Podcast for women who own or aspire to own their own businesses. I'm Michelle. And I'm
1: Melissa. And we're here to give you the tips and tools you need to succeed. Let's get started.
0: Okay, so today is actually your lucky day and our lucky day. It is episode one of the Woe Bizzle podcast. We're really excited about this. The topic today is making working from home work. But before we get started on that topic, Melissa, I got to tell you, I got to lay something out on the table. I'm a little bit nervous. Just a little. Just a little. Yeah. It's this, so when we were first dappling with the idea of doing podcasts, we basically, Melissa, whose husband is, you know, this audiophile, had a microphone and he just sent it with her to my house one day and said, go for it. And uh, we did a few practice episodes and it worked out great. We could just turn on the microphone and just start talking, which is what we do. Right. And, uh. But now um, he has really set us up at this whole other level. Like, we're we in, are in a studio. It's freaking me out a little bit. <laughs> I'm like, a little nervous. He's like, You have to stay, you know the the sweet spot is nine inches away from the microphone, and I keep kind of coming in and out and in and out, and so yeah, so it's it's a little intimidating, but I think I think we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do it. I think we're gonna be okay. Flashing
1: lights, cables, headphones, the whole bit. But here we go.
0: (laughs) So back to matters at hand, uh, making working at home work. So a few things we're going to talk about today are the things that you need to think about. Before you get started, Uh, working from home has become more of a mainstream activity uh, nowadays than than it ever was before. But it's not right for everybody. So there are some things you need to think about before you get started. Also, ways to maximize your physical space, the space that you're working in, the space that you have available to you. Get up and show up, how you need to set a schedule and keep to it and some tips for doing that. Know when to walk away, know when to run. <laughs> so uh, that was a funny laugh that I just did. <laughs> well, and this audio certainly, this audio in this studio Very certainly picked that up. yeah Chris. So uh, setting boundaries even with yourself, and then finding the support you need to stay focused and um, and uh, get it done. So let's let's talk a little bit about getting started. You know, I hear a lot of um, feedback from people when they find out that i work from home they say gosh you know how how do you stay motivated how do you not get distracted right. by everything at home and you know you you were working from home when you actually had young children too yes. so how did you how did you stay focused
1: well everybody says oh melissa how do you work from home i'd never get anything done and really it kind of boils down to well if you like living in a house You'll get things done. You have to pay for it. Um, for me, I've kind of gone through, run the whole gamut because I had very small children when I started working at home. Um, started in my dining room
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I had different dining room setups for several years and now I actually have a room with a door. It's really quite exciting, although my kids are grown and gone. Uh, Graduating to that room with a door, it was just like, okay, I have arrived. I've had a room with a door for several years, but um, you know, it's just it's just being able to find the spot, claim it as your workspace, and train your brain. That's what you do there.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. You know, when I first started my business, which has been now, uh, did, what did I say, seven seven mm-hmm. years ago? Seven years. Yes. I just passed my anniversary date. When I first started my business, uh, I thought, you know, I've got pretty good focus and I'm pretty self-motivated, so I figured I would be okay. I did consider the idea of renting office space but at the time I was just starting out so I couldn't guarantee I mean that was that was overhead I didn't need right in my life and still don't Mm -hmm. so um so I chose not to to go that route and to try to work from home we set aside some space in our we had a spare bedroom turned it into an office so I had a door which was great but um here's how I knew I was going to be okay so I'm a huge Kill Bill fan. I don't know. Uh-huh. If you, yes. So and I believe very strongly that if you're going to watch the movies, you, they need to be watched consecutively. There's no <laughs> you you can't just watch one. No, you have to watch them consecutively. And if you'll notice when they're ever on cable, they they usually run consecutively. Back back, yes. Right. So my husband was gone. I think he was out on a work trip somewhere. And I had only been working from home. I don't know, maybe like two weeks. And I went out for it. I do the whole like lunch break thing. I take right. a break and all this stuff. So go out into the living room, sitting um, in front of the TV, eating my lunch, flipping around. And oh, I noticed that, no. yes, Kill Bill was just starting. Oh, no. And I looked in the guide and sure enough, Kill Bill 2 was going to be on <laughs> right afterwards. I finished my lunch. I turned off the TV. I got back. I got up and turned around and went back to my office and then I knew I was gonna be okay. Right. Because so, you still had work to do. I you still, still had, had work commitments. To do. Yes, so. yes. So I you know, I think it's a matter of just really yeah, like you said, understanding that if you want to eat, mm-hmm. you wanna have a roof over your head, mm-hmm. you wanna buy the things that make you happy, you have to work. Right. So you do have flexibility, you know, to work maybe more often like when you want to work, you can push things off to different times or whatever and have a little more flexibility, but you still have to get the work in. So if I decide I want to watch Kill Bill one and two, that means I'm going to be working later. I'm going mm-hmm. to be working for about three or four hours later that day, or I'm going to be working on the weekend right? as a result of that. So I can still make choices, but you know, they, I'm, the work has to get done. It does. And for
1: me, you mentioned nights and weekends. I try to to keep those sacred, like those are my life. That's when I have dinner with my husband or go out with friends or whatever. But also it's a dangerous precedent to set because if you answer a client email at nine o'clock at night, Mm -hmm. guess what? They know that you're at your desk. And so then you have a really, really hard time setting boundaries and keeping them with that client from, from then on.
0: Yeah, definitely. So I think some things that you need to ask yourself if you're considering starting your own business and you, you want to consider the idea of officing at home, you need to you need to dig deep. Mm-hmm. You know, do you have the self motivation to do it? Right. You know, are you going to get distracted by laundry, which has never been a distraction for me, <laughs> <laughs> or cleaning the house? Never, never no, a problem. That's never been a problem. But are, are those things are those things going to interrupt your flow and interrupt your ability to meet your goals? And uh, meet, you know, your the do the work that you need to do, and if it's if if they are, then you may consider officing outside of the home maybe finding a co-working space right. something that's affordable because honestly if you can if you can make it work at home you should i mean you just don't need that overhead when you're first starting out you need every dollar oh, no. you can get in the door and me being at home
1: not only saved me on when i first started out gosh almost 24 years ago saved me not only on overhead but on child care mm-hmm. because I was able to be home with my kids. Then I didn't have nights and weekends sacred. I worked whenever my kids were occupied doing other things. If my husband would get home at night, I'd work then, or I'd get up real early in the morning. But I was able to structure my day around their vacations and their needs, and we were still able to play and have fun and everything else. Um, so it was good, and I adapted around them.
0: I mean, they were my big why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and also, you know, I know that probably when you started out, the idea of officing at home, people kind of thought, oh, OK, well, are you really running a real business? Oh, that yeah. Kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But that's that's really changed a lot. I, a lot of people are officing at home. Or well, and it's not
1: even your self-employed or your entrepreneurial people. You've got tons of telecommuters, people that work for Amazon and Apple mm-hmm. and every every company of every shape and size has remote work. Uh, my brother's in Seattle. He works remotely one day a week because of traffic. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's not just the people like you and I that are doing it. It's people from every every job imaginable working from home at least part of the time. So it's it's not a strange occurrence. Yeah. you know, instead of, oh, go meet my plumber since you know you don't have a real job or right? yeah. <laughs> well you take your grandma to the
0: doctor since you don't have a real job. Yeah. So let's, let's talk a little bit about that because that, you know, you raise a good point. That's another thing you you think, I, I think I've told you this story. I have a friend that when I first started, um, my own business, I told her I would have my, you know, more flexible schedule to go f- on float trips with her and do some stuff like that. It wouldn't be tied. And, uh, she laughs because she said every time, you know, it's been seven years, every time I call you <laughs> to do something, you're busy, you're working. Right. But, um, You know, and that's kind of the fun side of it. But there are a lot of times when people think that because you're working from home, it means you're not necessarily working. Right. So that you can, you know, do things for them or be places and, you know, probably family more than anything else. Yes. That's where you get the most kind of pressure to not be working when you really should be working.
1: Well, and, and that's where the setting boundaries comes in. I mean, it was really, really hard at first because I was an anomaly with most of my friends and my family 24 years ago working from home. Everybody thought, oh, you know, he's paying all the bills and she's just raising the kids. And it was just a hobby. I was a hobbyist mm-hmm. in the eyes of my family. And it's like, no, I'm, I'm really doing something here. Um, and so I had to set boundaries. No, I can't do this at 10am for you. I can do it at 830, you know, in the morning before I get started when I drop the kids off at school, I can meet you after work. But I can't drop everything and meet you at 10am. Um, I had to set the boundaries and I had to stick to them before the people in my life would. Mm -hmm. And now people know I'm working until at least five or six o'clock every night, just like they are.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: And so if somebody takes a vacation day or whatever and calls and says, do you want to go shopping? Like those calls don't happen anymore. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm working too. And people finally have started to get it. But I had to set the boundaries with the people in my life, with my clients, and ultimately with myself. Because it is tempting to oh gosh let's go floating. That, right, that's sure. a perfect way to spend uh-huh. the day. Yeah. When are you going to get that project done? When's it going to happen? Mm-hmm. If you drop everything to go floating, not to say that you can't, but it it's not spontaneous. Right, you have to plan for these things. Yeah, just like you do for a day off in a regular job.
0: Yeah, and if the call does come in, the water's up and the weather's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I'm tempted, yeah, I should, this this would be a great way to spend my day. Then I just have to figure out how I defer what was on my plate that day mm-hmm. to another day. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times that does end up happening on a Saturday or a Sunday. You know, I'm working on a weekend or I'm working later in the evening. Um, and you raised a good point earlier just about, you know, setting the boundaries with, with clients, too. Because I think when your clients know you work from home, also, it's not like, I think there's more... I think there's a mentality that you are more available because you don't have office mm-hmm. hours or the office hours aren't assumed. You know, right. they don't think, oh, Melissa's office is closed. Right. So She's already left her. the
1: office. I right. can't get hold of her yeah. today. No, no, the
0: office is right down the hall. Exactly. And so if you do answer an email mm-hmm. at nine at night, yes, they do know that you're, you're still working. And so how do you set those boundaries with them with still providing a level of customer service that you want to provide? If I'm
1: playing catch up or if I'm playing get ahead, I will do my emails that need to go out and everything else, but I draft them. Right. And then I'll go in Monday when Mm -hmm. I would be at my desk and I send Mm -hmm. like I've already done the work and boy, I'm really on it that Monday morning. I actually did it Sunday afternoon. I don't make myself available. I mean, every client has an emergency and and there's always going to be a need to step up. Mm-hmm. That's why we deliver great customer service and we get repeat work and, and all of that stuff. But normally, I'm not available on Saturday. Mm-hmm. I'm not available on Sunday. And if I am, it's a secret. Nobody knows it but me.
0: Right. Yes. The work that you're doing is right. not yet. Is, so is, just
1: send them all out on Monday. Just put them in your draft folder.
0: Right. And that's, that's good advice. I think everyone needs to... You need to have the ability to at least feel like you have the freedom to take a break. Right. You know, and that's, it's really important. If you are working from home, you know, your office is just a few feet, feet away. I find myself, my husband will tell you, <laughs> there are a lot of days when I am working till 630 or seven at night. And I don't even realize it sometimes. Mm-hmm. I look up at the clock and go, holy moly, I, you know, it's time for dinner. Right. You know, it's past time for dinner or, or whatever. Or you look up and it's dark. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but it's, you know, it's just kind of part of it, but you do sometimes need to say, "Okay, this can wait." Mm-hmm. Um, and it's especially, I think, hard when you're first starting out. I know when I first started out, if I had the work to do, I was I was getting it done, right? You know, and because I never knew when that where that next project was going to come from, so I have to work really hard now so that I can make sure that if I, you know, it's the feast or famine mm-hmm. mentality. Mm-hmm. You know, if the, if the work dries up for a little bit, I at least know I've got money coming in. And uh, it still happens sometimes. You know, I just went through a, a peak a few weeks ago that I hadn't had in a while. Everything for the last couple of years has been pretty steady and, right. and pretty kind of consistent. And all of a sudden, I had this peak. And it was kind of one of those scenarios when I wasn't, you know, I couldn't quite say no to it. You know, I wasn't so busy that I couldn't say, oh, I can't take the extra load. Right. It was just in that fine line zone, you know, or whatever. And I took all of the projects that came my direction. And, of course, they all converged at the same time. And I knew they were coming. Mm-hmm. That's the crazy part is I knew I felt I felt it about um, mid-August. I felt there was this convergence. Yes. Yes. They were all going to come together at once. And I was kind of hoping that. They wouldn't, you know, a few would come in here and a few would come in later and da, da, da. No, of course, they all came in at once. And and I had to get them done because I was on a video project. I was on site on a video project for a week, uh, you know, in the next few weeks after this convergence. And so I had to get them all done. And I mean, it was I was working late. I had that lump in my throat. The whole time that I wasn't going to get yes. things done. And, um, and yeah, it, it was one of those things where I just had, you had to do what you had to do, right? but, um, you know, setting again, just kind of setting boundaries or setting expectations. Right. Well, know. and one thing that I've really realized and I've noticed
1: this since I grew up and got an office with a door, um, mm-hmm. is that it's really important to Set the boundaries with yourself. Like it is important yes. to at least have a goal. I'm going to leave my desk by dinner, mm-hmm. walk out of the room, shut the door. Yeah. That gives you closure you know, I haven't some, tried to shut the door shut the door. Mm-hmm. Because it's an energetic thing and that work mm-hmm. is in there going, Hey Michelle, come right. over here. If you sit down for twenty minutes, think of all the things you could mark mm-hmm. off your list. And so for me, you know, all of my friends who are like, Oh, how do you get anything done? It's not getting anything done that's become the problem. It's knowing when to stop. Right. And so having that door helps set boundaries for myself mm-hmm. and my family and to keep it away. And that kind of ties in When we look at ways to maximize your physical space. Mm -hmm. Um, Before I had a room with a door, I worked in my dining room when my kids were growing up. Mm -hmm. And the desk, I mean, the work was just there. I could see the list. I could see the, the emails coming in just, ugh. I got an armoire and I sh- I oh, was able nice. to shut the doors uh-huh. and it was this really cool kind of like a Swiss army desk, you know, uh-huh. but I could shut the doors and turn the computer off and then it was just a piece of furniture. Right. And it just energetically gave me a break and gave me the strength I needed to walk away. Mm-hmm. And it also protected everything on my desk from my kids. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which probably when important. you're working from home and you've got young ones, mm-hmm. it's something to think about like sticky fingers or... Um, you know, how do you how do you maximize your time? How do you maximize your space? How do you protect your paperwork and your mm-hmm. equipment? My kids were always half afraid of my desk, <laughs> which was good. It was kind of like you teach them, you know, like, don't touch the stove. It's hot. It was kind of the same approach, like, don't touch my desk or we're all going to die, you know. Um, and and just having the people in your space have that respect mm-hmm. for your space yes. and, and be able to shut yourself off from it is good. Um what ways have you
0: maximized your space? So, one thing that I do is I definitely so I've I've got my office set up. I've got kind of my computer, and then I have you know my. I can tell you one way one way that my <laughs> office space is not maximized, but that's in a second. So I have like my computer system, and then my files in another area, and that type of thing. Um, one thing that I try to do is is shut down my computer every day, like actually go through the physical. Shut down. Process of shutting down nice. instead of just leaving so it sleeping. About yeah. yeah, because then I know. Then in the morning, when I when I get up and I you know shuffle back to my office, there's a process, and it's a, it's not an instant. Sit down on the desk and sit down on the desk at the desk. <laughs> sit down at the desk and uh, you you know basically touch the mouse and and your work pops up. Right, it's a process of it, it doesn't take long, but a few seconds for the the computer to boot up and it for me that's important because it it, it defines some closure mm-hmm. for the day before and also defines like the day opening. Um you know I try to keep uh a very interesting organization organizational system, but I go through like a very deep process with that, you know, in terms of, like I said, an outline of the week and here's what I'm mm-hmm. going to get accomplished and that type of thing. And that stays at my desk. Um, it's a piece of paper. I'm a paper girl. Right. So I a like a list of a good paper. List. Yeah. Um, I've also been trying lately and I've been doing better lately because I've noticed that I am so attached to my device after I close down my computer and yes. And well, that's terrible. About yeah. That. Because You know, I don't need everybody else. All my clients are going home for the day and and having dinner with their families. And, you know, I don't need to be waiting for them. You know, it's just kind of a habit where you You don't
1: need to wait for that approval to come through.
0: No, no, I don't need to be doing that. So I've been working on when I get um, when I'm done for the day and I'm you know finished with dinner or whatever, just going ahead and plugging that phone in either in my office or my bedroom, just go ahead and putting it on the charger and staying away from it. I've gotten into the habit also of not checking my email until I get back to my office in the morning. So I get up, I'll go for a walk. I don't touch that email until I, I'm ready to work. Mm -hmm. Setting boundaries. Look at you go. Exactly. Yeah. I'm doing better and better, but yeah, it's, it's difficult because you do, you know, I like to kind of stay ahead on things too. So I, but it's kind of can hurt efficiency whenever, whenever you're, constantly checking I mean you're just and you need the downtime so let me tell you one way my office is not maximized though and this just came up the other day and I he may be listening I'm not sure but (laughs) uh so my husband and I kind of do similar things he's uh in the video business And so we moved about a year ago to this new house and it's really kind of cool because the whole like West wing of the house is the office area. And so I can kind of walk away. I don't actually have to close the door because I don't really go to that end of the house or anything else after I leave for the day. And, um, but his video equipment is in, there's the, the closet in my office is just perfect for Mm -hmm. storing video equipment. And so he has an office on the other end of the house and, um, but but my office is perfect for storing video equipment. Of course it is. <laughs> so the other day I was trying to write something, and you know as a writer, I mean you gotta have you know you gotta he knows to kind of knock on the door or right. whatever, and he he doesn't you know usually bug me during the day or you know, but uh, he came back and he we had just done this video job I was telling you about that we went out of town for we had just wrapped it up and hadn't really fully unpacked we'd got a lot going on hadn't fully unpacked yet. So all of his video equipment was in his office. And so he decides that it's time to bring it to my office to put in the closet. Right. And... I'm you know, trying to write something, and I just... Which requires I, your concentration. Right, exactly. Focus, focus. <laughs> so I hear the tap on the door, and I'm like, come on in. And he comes in, and he's he just kind of waves. It's hilarious. He just kind of waves because he knows, he can see that I'm trying to right. concentrate. And so he goes to the closet, he opens the door, and then like he's got all these cases with these really thick clips and zippers and all this stuff. And I just start hearing, zip! <laughs> <laughs> Velcro yeah. ksh, you know the clip whomp, whomp, whomp. and he gets it and I just kind of stop and I just wait and I just wait and he gets it all in there and then he kind of waves and leaves but he doesn't close my office door, so I'm like, "Great, He's coming back." But wait, <laughs> there's more, and so yes, he comes back and goes through the whole thing and zip, you know. And so, actually, we talked about this because right. I almost recorded it because and texted it to Melissa because I was like, "You got to hear, <laughs> you got to hear what's happening in my office right now." And um, also, uh, I have a situation where um, the lawn guy comes in every time I'm on a conference call, I oh, yeah. swear it's every, every time.
1: time it's, it's either my lawn <laughs> or the lawn next door
0: or like the, there's a trash truck, <laughs> but yeah. So, but anyway, so I am going to actually take uh we talked about some, some solutions for that whole, uh, that whole interruption thing with the video equipment. And it happens maybe two or three times a year, but I just found it funny right. at the time because my space was not fully maximized, but, um, But, yeah, so, I mean, I think it is just having a defined space that is yours, no matter how big or small. Right. Um, Well, and one thing I've noticed here recently, because,
1: you know, I'm old, and when I started working at home 24 years ago, I still put things on a floppy disk. Right, I took them to UPS, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, And so now everything can go in the cloud. Mm -hmm. I mean, I do so much paperless. It's all in the cloud or in Dropbox or, you know, I scan it in and I throw the paper away, which is – It's made my physical space needs less Mm -hmm. because I don't have to have a place to store. I used to have, you know, the big, tall four-drawer file cabinets. I don't have that anymore. Mm -hmm. I keep a project until it's done, put it in the cloud, and call it. I mean, I hope nothing ever happens to the cloud, but... um, it has made my physical space needs less. Mm -hmm. And so I'm able to use the closet that used to be full of files is now my winter clothes, Mm -hmm. my luggage, mine. I don't have any of my husband's (laughs) stuff in in the closet of my office. It's a good tip. I don't want that to happen. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I think that if we have a space and it's defined and we treat it with respect and the people in our house treat it with respect to yes. zap, yeah. <laughs> <Malcolm. laughs> that we're off to a good start. Um, now, here's something else I wanted to talk about. Get up and show up. Mm-hmm. Set a schedule and keep to it. That's such a, you know, people say to me, oh, you work at home. I'd never get dressed. And it's like, yeah, you'd get so depressed if you didn't get dressed. Yeah. Like I wake up, I have coffee, I work out, I take a shower, I get dressed, Mm -hmm. whether I have an appointment or not, and I go to my desk Mm -hmm. every single day. If I just rolled out of bed, brushed my teeth, and went to my desk, it would be hard for me to concentrate, because I wouldn't feel like I'd actually gone through the process of getting to work.
0: Mm -hmm. Of course, I make
1: my bed every day, too. I'm kind
0: of weird like that, but... Yeah, you are a little weird. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Now, I'm a little bit less structured than you are. Uh, I get up And I don't, I don't necessarily like get dressed the whole thing. So like my routine is, I mean, I do, here's, here's, here's a little secret about me. (laughs) I can't be productive unless I'm wearing a bra. I have to have a bra bra on and I recommend if you're having trouble with productivity, put on a bra. I have to wear shoes too. (laughs) You have to wear shoes. I don't have to wear shoes. But, um, so I get up, I usually go for a walk, come back, get my breakfast, my coffee, uh, get you know maybe get different clothes on than what I walked in but I'm still usually wearing something pretty comfortable as you can see today right. oh, like just yeah. put up here so um and then go back I don't necessarily have to have shoes on but uh but that's kind of my routine and it's and it happens at a different time every day so I I let I let myself wake up naturally usually Which so I don't awesome. set an alarm yeah I typically don't I have set an alarm. a dog I that's can't. right <laughs> So, I mean, unless I've got appointments and that type of thing, and I have structured—that's another thing to talk about with it setting a schedule. If you're not, I'm not naturally an early riser or a late sleeper. Uh-huh. I, I really, I can go either way. So sometimes I might be awake at six o'clock, and I'm like, okay, I'm getting up, right? And sometimes I might sleep until eight thirty. Um, you know, it can happen. So that's cool. I'm, I'm kind of jealous. <laughs> So typically I'm usually at my desk working by nine. If I get up at six, I usually use that time. I'll go for maybe a longer walk. I'll come back and I might do some things, I you know, that aren't necessarily for my business. Right. You I know, mean, I'll spend that time doing something else maybe just for me. Oh, yeah.
1: I don't think I start working until 8.30 or 9 mm-hmm. unless I'm in a crunch. If, yeah. If I'm yeah. in a crunch. Yeah. But I, I still wake up early. I write my journal mm-hmm. I, or I walk my dog or I... Get on my elliptical depending on the weather Mm -hmm. and spend time like gearing up. Mm -hmm. I don't get up and jump in the shower and get to my desk like I used to when I had a job. Right. You know, yeah, yeah. It's a little more leisurely. I stay longer. Yeah. And I don't always get up. Yeah. Yeah. I have taken your advice though, and I've started leaving my desk for lunch. Yes,
0: and I can of It's not like I go far, right? You know, it. But it makes a difference. It does. I it don't. Does. I don't eat at my desk unless it's like an afternoon snack or something. I'm desperate, mm-hmm. and I'm. Um, I do have a client on the West Coast. We're in the Midwest, and I have a client that's on you know Pacific time, and sometimes he wants to do a call at you know ten his time, which is twelve mine. Then sometimes I right. I do grab a little snack or whatever, and he always knows. I'm like, oh, it's my lunch time. I gotta grab. You know, have have some. <laughs> You know protein or, or something yeah <laughs> so but um i always leave my desk for lunch i spend usually 30 minutes it's it's huge i think it it makes a difference i don't take my phone with me mm-hmm. i just go out into my kitchen and i i usually make myself a lunch of some i've been sort. trying to do yeah. that too it's i think it's important i think it's really important mm-hmm. just to take that break during the day and and um and just yeah, kind of decompress a little bit, and then head back. Also gives you time to think about what you're, what you're doing. You right. Know? You know, I find that time away from the desk, especially like if I do go for a walk or something like that, or spend some time like in a little bit of mindless activity, mm-hmm. I can resolve some things or or generate some great ideas that I'm not able to do when I'm actually sitting behind my desk. I think you kind of get in this zone behind your desk.
1: Even when we had jobs, you know, Mm -hmm. everybody who has a job, you leave for lunch, or at least I
0: hope you do at least three or
1: four days a week. And just being able to step away, I think, like you said, it helps sort things out in your brain. You're able to go back to your desk more focused, more effective
0: mm-hmm. than
1: I used to when I stayed and I'd work through lunch. Yeah. Like eat a sandwich while I'm doing research
0: or whatever. Yeah. And yeah.
1: Number one, I, w- I still felt hungry.
0: Hmm. Yes. And
1: number two, I just stayed in that grind.
0: Yeah. And one of the ways that I keep to a schedule, too, is as I was referring to earlier, I keep every Monday morning or sometimes it's Sunday afternoon or sometimes it's the Friday before but I set up my week on a piece of paper and it's all I set up a a to do basically. Mm-hmm. So it's all of the clients. I have a list of all the clients that I'm working with at the current at that current time and the things that need done that week for them. So it's not I some people keep big project files and keep track of projects, but a lot of my stuff is either one and done or it's small pieces. It's just smaller things. Right. And so I keep a list of everything that needs done that week for them. And sometimes I include some other things if there's, like, these steps lead to a bigger picture later. Mm -hmm. Because then the following week I can roll those over. Right. But I also keep on that list anything that needs done personally. Mm Mm-hmm. And I keep on that list anything that needs done for my business. And that's something that sometimes we forget about is, you know, marketing our own businesses and doing what we need to do for our own business when we're doing a lot of client work. So right. I always keep a couple of to do's for my own business or for WoBizel on that list. And... Um, yeah, and so then I go through, and then it keeps me structured. So I'm able to look. You get distracted through the day. And it's, oh my gosh! Yes. It's so much worse than it ever used to be. I mean, the phone lights up with. Sometimes my phone lights up. I know I've not set those notifications. <laughs> my f- phone will light up with something. I'm like, what is that? I don't even know what that is, and it's so distracting that, um, well, then you, be careful. You might
1: fall down the rabbit hole of
0: right picking up your phone. Exactly. You can't Two hours that. later. You're watching cat videos and nothing <laughs> got done. Oh my so, gosh. So that always serves as like a cornerstone for me. So I can go back to it and say, you know, if I do get distracted or if I get a knock on the door, there's any zipping or unzipping or velcroing, <laughs> um, I can go back to that, that piece of paper and say, you know, okay, this is where I was on this or that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I know I can prioritize on it, and it's not its not necessarily a daily to-do. A daily to-do does not work for me as well as a weekly to-do. I can see a bigger picture.
1: For me, I keep a master list of all the things I have to do, period. Mm-hmm. But what I do, Jack Canfield, uh, Chicken Soup. Jack Canfield, Uh wrote a book called The Success Principles. And in that book, he talks about end with the beginning in mind. And so at the end of each day, I grab a post-it note before I leave my desk Mm -hmm. and I write down the 10 things or eight things or no more than 10 that I have to accomplish the following day. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then I mark them off of that list and my master mm-hmm. list, and look at me—I'm so organized. Mm-hmm. But I try to end each day with the beginning in mind, so that way when I get to my desk in the morning, I'm oriented. Mm-hmm. I don't have to think, "Where did I leave those off?" or "Where did I?" You know, I'll—I'll I'll have specifics. Finish paragraph three, page—you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I know exactly where to jump in, and I think that that has helped mm-hmm. my schedule. Taking my time getting to the desk in the morning, right. I still feel like I have hit the ground running, mm-hmm. and I don't need to spend that time there orienting myself.
0: Yeah, and I think that that works the same way with me. Except I'm doing it maybe on right. a weekly schedule, right? Which I like of. your yeah. I like
1: your approach. I mean, I I think that having a clear idea of what you need to do, and you also pointed out something else important. Marketing, everything that has to do with your business mm-hmm. and we have to do with Wobizzle, um, that has to be part of it. Because guess what? If your client's working you 60 hours this week, they might not need you in three weeks. And then how are you going to pay your utility? Right. But you've always got to be thinking ahead. Yes. Right now I'm trying to book out my hours for you know two months from now mm-hmm. just to make sure that I can hit my goals. And if I can't, who do I need to call? Who do I need to reach out to? What type of marketing do I need to do? to keep that schedule full
0: so yeah that's a really important part that should be an important part of your schedule is Uh to devote at least a little bit of time each week either reaching out to people who um, maybe you've done business with in the past attending a networking event if that's the style you want to right. go or, you know, sending out an email to your email list or whatever it is, whatever kind of marketing tools you have at your disposal and whatever you plan on using. Hopefully you have a marketing plan, whatever you plan on doing. If you and, if, keep listening. We yeah, can help.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: But, um, you know, being able to schedule that time and make sure that you're not shortchanging your business and so that you can ideally get to a point where you are having consistent Workflow instead of those peaks and valleys that we talked about. Well, and you point
1: out something else here, something that can be a huge schedule disruptor. Networking events are great. Yes. But they can you can easily overdo them. You gave me some (laughs) advice a while back because I've got clients that want to meet for lunch or potential clients who want to grab coffee. I don't want to turn those appointments down because they usually always lead to work. Mm But if you have those scattered throughout the whole week, it Mm -hmm. really messes up your flow. You get to the desk and, oh, wait, got to go. You get back. Oh, wait, time to stop. Yeah. And it's super hard. You recommended that I schedule those together. Yes. And so I try to batch appointments for one or two days a Mm -hmm. week. So number one, even though I get dressed up, I mean, I get dressed and show up at the desk every day. I don't necessarily get dressed to go out in the world. Right. Appointment days are a whole different wardrobe. Mm-hmm. I've got on a bronze shoes, but some days <laughs> I still probably shouldn't leave the house. Um, but that has helped me maximize my schedule. Mm-hmm. Just batching those together, going from a coffee to a lunch to a networking event, mm-hmm. done. Yeah. Got it done for the whole week.
0: Yeah, that's big because, you know, I got advice from somebody that, you know, that I do some work for. On a pretty routine basis, and his advice was: don't if you can do it by email or telephone, do it. Mm-hmm. Don't meet in person.
1: Oh, and I love Zoom and all of the video conferencing tools. Yes. And yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes.
0: So if you can do it, but but there are times when you do want to meet in person, or mm-hmm. or it's important for that face to face to happen. And a lot of times that is when you're working with a new client, that type of thing. You need to establish kind of that relationship. But so, you know, my advice is if you can make it happen by email or, or by phone, try to do it that way. And then if you can't, then batch it, right? Because it does. I mean, I'll look at my schedule sometimes, you know, I need to follow my own advice. Some weeks, I'll look at my schedule and I'll be like, how did this happen? That was my last week. I was like, what? (laughs) I have a 10 o'clock on Tuesday, a two o'clock on Wednesday, you know, and I'm like, how did I, how did I let this happen? Right. Because then it does as, especially as writers it does interrupt your flow. Mm-hmm. It you know, I feel like sometimes I can't here's the thing. Here's the thing with me. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> if I have a if I have a meeting at ten in the morning, I'm usually I'm usually good if I do it in the morning or up to lunch. But if I have a meeting at two in the afternoon and I get home at three fifteen, I'm knocking off for the day and I can't afford to do that sometimes. Right. You know? But I am so I lack so much motivation after I have gone out you It's know. a
1: different level you're on, yes. you're selling or you're explaining or you're yeah networking or whatever. And it's a different level.
0: Yeah. So I have to, I have to be real careful about those afternoon meetings. Mm-hmm. I have to be very careful about them because I'm not going to, I'm not going to be productive when I get home. Right. And so, uh, so yeah, I, I really advise trying to, trying to batch them. You know, it drives you a little nuts cause you know, you're bouncing from one place to another throughout the day, but you get them all done at once, Right. you know, or, you know, with you, I think you do a lot. You have a lot more local clients, and so I think you do a lot more face to face than I do. But even you know, if I've got Skype calls, mm-hmm. that's still you know, it's it's still interrupting my workflow.
1: It is, and it's just hard to get back on track. Yeah, I mean, it really is. Yeah. Um, one thing that we had talked about when we were when we were kind of outlining what we were we're going to discuss today: know when to walk away, know <laughs> when to run. Yes. So.
0: You mean walk away from the desk? Walk away from the desk because <laughs> I was going to say you walk away from a client or walk yeah, away from the a desk. Yeah, that's a different podcast. That's a different Coming podcast. Coming in the future, promise, promise. I do have trouble with that because, as I mentioned earlier, I I can sometimes you know look up the clock and it's seven o'clock and mm-hmm. I'm I it, and I've, I'm working, but at the same time, it's like nothing that had to be done that day. I just well, keep, I just stay in it. You get
1: in the spot where you're like, oh, 20 more minutes and I can get this done. Mm-hmm. 15 more minutes and I can get this done. And then before you know it, three hours have gone by. Mm-hmm. You know, my husband will walk in the door and will be like, the, the dogs will be dying, all this stuff. The house is dark. You yeah. Know, where are you? Yeah. Um, it was easier for me when my kids were at home because mm-hmm. they dictated my schedule. Sure. So mm-hmm. somebody had cello lessons or baseball practice or whatever that was when I stopped working for the day now they're gone Uh, my husband works later hours and so yeah it's Mm -hmm. that dark no when to walk away yeah and sometimes eight o'clock at night there is nothing that is on fire on your desk you're just still there knocking one more thing off right and I think that's the downside to working at home for Mm -hmm. me it's not getting started it's stopping
0: yeah yeah I agree and and in So many, I mean, very few times. Is it anything I'm working on that has to be done? No, it's just that if I get it done now. Right, exactly. It'll be one less Mm thing. When you start to feel like your skin fuse into your chair, maybe that's... (laughs) Yeah. I worry about that sometimes <laughs> like, oh, I haven't stood up in three hours. My watch tells me I to know, stand up. I know. I'm a little envious a, of it's that watch. a good watch. thing. Yes. I need to set some kind of alarm because, yeah, I'll look up and I'll be like, how did this even happen? It got dark. It's, you know, mm-hmm. I'm starving. So, yeah. And I'm dehydrated. <laughs> and I'll find, too, like my husband will go to he he's a musician and he'll go to play you know music with his friends and I will come out of my office and make dinner for us before he goes Eat dinner, and then sometimes I go back in. Oh, don't go back in! And I don't in. need to do that. No. Close <laughs> the door. Close the door. Power off your computer and close the door. You know, Read I a need book. To do that. Read a Take book. Take a walk. I, yeah, exactly. I should do all of those things. And sometimes I'm good about that. But then there's times when I'm just like, okay, I could get one more thing mm-hmm. done. I could. Just, you know, and I think part of that is I do love what I do. Right. And so. Lucky us. Right. Yeah. If I hated it, I would be, there'd be no way I'd go right. back into that office after, after the time, you know, whatever time of the day it was. But, uh, yeah. So I think part of it is I love what I do and I, you know, I want to do a good job and I want, but, but yeah, you got to have your downtime. You have to have
1: your You do. Your and I think that that's the, the. The toughest thing about working at home is it's always right there. Mm-hmm. You know, when I had a job, job, oh, the file I needed was at my office, or the right. whatever. Like my email wasn't on my phone. Mm-hmm. It was the old days. Yes, there was no email on the phone. The phone you just called people with. Yeah. you know, um, which I kind of miss. I miss having a good dumb phone. But yes, that's, <laughs> that's another thing. But it's just you've got to walk away. You've got to maintain your quality of life, and you've got to maintain your home as a place you want to live not just a place you want to work.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um yeah. so it's a, it's a catch 22 for sure.
0: Definitely.
1: And I've been scheduling some things at night intentionally like a yoga class on mm-hmm. Wednesdays, go to my mom's house for dinner, whatever so I'm forced to stop.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's a good and plan. And it helps. Yeah.
1: And I try not to walk into my office at least one day th- on
0: the weekend. That's a, that's a good plan just too. close the door. Right, just close, close the, the door. door. Or mm-hmm. if
1: you know if your desk is in the dining room Turn off the computer, mm-hmm. put the file in the drawer, whatever you're working on. Mm-hmm. Just make it not obvious because it will call to you.
0: Yeah. Just one thing.
1: Just yes, one thing. Just one thing. <laughs>
0: exactly. No,
1: <laughs> no. Okay, so here was something else that we had talked about is finding support. While it's oh. a lot more mainstream for people to work at home than it used to be, it's still important because you're there alone. Yes, all day.
0: Yeah, and I think, you know, I think there are folks that I don't really miss the office environment at all, like having coworkers and I don't I don't really miss that because no. I've what I've discovered is that a whole lot of time and effort was wasted in those environments sometimes. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of just kind of Meetings for meetings' sake? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Non-productive, you know, types of activities going on. And so I feel like I'm more productive not working in an office environment. That doesn't mean that you don't want to, I mean, you still need to maintain your connections for one thing to keep your network alive. But then also sometimes you just need a little energy from someone else, Mm -hmm. you know, and um, you can't kind of get isolated and also just even bouncing things off of people. Right. So you do still kind of need to maintain a certain level of you know social activity uh business social activity with with folks and you know one of the ways i do well of course we we have great connections so mm-hmm. we're like often texting each other you know whatever is happening <laughs> the zippers have come out <laughs> now uh, <laughs> um but uh finding groups of, mm-hmm. of people that you know we've got a great networking group that we attend uh women's networking group that um, helps us kind of stay connected and have people to bounce things off of. Well, there's just... so many
1: opportunities in that, so many mm-hmm. opportunities for connection, for growth, for ways to, you know, look at things that maybe you've never thought about mm-hmm. to streamline your own operations. So many women are starting businesses and running businesses from their homes. Mm-hmm. It's just a network waiting to happen.
0: It really is. And I know um, there are some suggestions. I've heard suggestions of, you know, join a board of directors or do some volunteer work. And although that's great if it does not interfere with your ability to get your work done. Right. Because I know that when I started my business, I was on a couple of boards, local boards, and I resigned from the boards. And as soon as I resigned from the boards, I had other boards calling me, you mm-hmm. know, Oh, she's not on that board anymore. She'll, maybe she'll join this board. And I put a moratorium five years. I said, I'm not going to, I'm not going to join a board or do any heavy volunteerism, you know, any, any consistent,
1: it can be very time consuming. Right. I did that
0: years ago. Yeah. And I just, I like, couldn't. Keep right. Up. And I was like, it's going to take me at least five years to build my business to the level I wanted mm-hmm. to build it to. And I need to focus on that. And so I, People would call and ask if I wanted to be part of this or do this or, you know, and I, it was easy for me to tell them, no, right. and there's why. Uh, you know, I can write a check or if you just need a volunteer for an event, you know, or I something like that. And yeah. that, that helps you stay connected and feel like you're giving back. But so, but volunteerism can be a way to, to help kind of stay connected in your community, mm-hmm. but just be real careful with it and make sure you're not biting off more than you can chew because it can, it can really drain a lot of your energy and, um, you know, especially that's when they find out you're a writer, right? <laughs> especially when they find out you're a writer, it's for sure. So yeah, any networking groups, uh, even just getting out, you know, jo- you know, if you have a gym membership or whatever, getting out. To, you know, be around people, you know, I meet a couple of <laughs> friends for yoga once a uh-huh. week. It's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So just kind of maintaining some connections. So you can so you're not just sitting there and in, in your office, you know, in the dark after seven, right? <laughs> What and your dogs are
1: wondering why? Why is there no more dinner in this house? You know.
0: Well, and and we should you know mention that you can also find support through our network. You can go to yes. our go to Facebook and join. You know, ask to join our group, the Women of Wobizzle, because there's a lot of great support there. Women that are doing the same thing that you're trying Solopreneurs, to do. Entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, a lot of them working at home.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, some of them using co-working spaces. Mm-hmm. I I know people who have done really well having that. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's just a group of women and we're all trying to build a life that works for us. Mm -hmm. And for many of us, that means work making working
0: at home work. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So if you, I think probably the key takeaways are if you're considering working from home, first of all, you need to ask yourself some, some serious questions. You need to dig deep. Discipline. Do you, are you focused enough to do that? Mm-hmm. And there are other options out there for you if you're not. Right. Um, you can still
1: do your own thing.
0: Yes. You can still do your own thing, you know, but, you know, it, and you could still, you don't have to rent co-working space. You could just decide that every day during whatever hour and whatever hour. work in a coffee shop. Right. You yeah. can go to a coffee shop mm-hmm. and that's where you, that's where you office. And, you know, that's, that's. the space that you leave your house. Two days a week, I went to a coffee shop. It was wonderful. Yeah, so a local library Mm -hmm. may have even internet access and everything that you might need. Oh, and they've got those great study rooms oftentimes mm -hmm. that you can just
1: close the door and turn your phone off and just really focus on whatever's in front of you.
0: Yeah, so you do have options out there if you decide that it's not right for you. And it Mm -hmm. may take trying it out. Right. And if you find that you're not very productive. There's a lot of trial and
1: error and adjustment. Exactly. Uh, Find an accountability partner, find a friend, Mm -hmm. find somebody who will help you kind of forge this new path.
0: Yes, yeah. So you do have some options. You don't have to go out and rent, you know, $500 a month office space. Yeah. You have other options. Uh, Consider them if you think that you can't stay focused. As far as maximizing your physical space, you just need an area that's yours. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be a a devoted office. It could be a closet. It could be a closet. It could be an armoire in your Mm -hmm. dining Dining room. room. Right. It could be your kitchen table where you can maybe stuff things into a a file cabinet or something at the Mm -hmm. end of the day. But you need a space that's yours that you can devote to it. um, and, And setting those boundaries... So that your family knows, hey, this is this is mom's working space. I have to tell you a funny story about <laughs> uh-huh. this before we go any further. I'm so sorry. It's okay, <laughs> But I,
1: I used to work as a, you know, as a freelance writer and I have to take phone calls. I mean, I still work as a freelance writer, but I had my kids trained that if it wasn't bleeding or on fire, if I was on the <laughs> phone, they had to hold their thought, which is hard when they're. That's Six and eight. Right, you know? yeah. And, but they were so good. And there was always a payoff. I mean, bribery right. works Absolutely. wonders. Yeah. But uh, one day I was on a phone call. It was kind of important. My daughter comes running in the door from the backyard. And she said, mom, mom, it's bleeding for real. <laughs>
0: oh that's great yeah our brother had <laughs> fallen so it was you know anyway but I yeah digress. <laughs> yeah but training the family to know right. that this this space is maybe sacred you zip those bags later yeah during these certain hours of the day yeah maybe <laughs> zip those bags later um so, also setting uh, setting a schedule and staying to it. We all yes. have our own systems, mm-hmm. whatever that takes. Uh, whether it's a strict regimented, I do this at this time, and I I my biggest problem is closing the door and, yes. and walking away. So I'm gonna um, my office hours are these these hours, right? And we've got friends who do uh, Fridays. They don't they don't take client. Any client work on Fridays. They don't, they don't work for clients. They don't take client calls. They don't respond to client emails on Fridays. Even my husband does that. It's his mop mm-hmm. up day. That's yeah. the day that
1: he mops up the week and gets yeah. ready for the following. And it's so,
0: yeah, you can still be working. Mm-hmm. You can be working on your business, but blocking out time that, that is exclusive to you, setting right. those boundaries with your clients, keeping, keeping your schedule. Um, setting boundaries with yourself, making sure that you know the rules, that you follow the rules that you set for your clients. (laughs) I'm going to work on that. Tell you what, by next podcast, I'm gonna have some I'm gonna have some progress. On we'll that. be waiting. Yes. <laughs> and then finding support. Just really staying connected and, and not getting feeling isolated because that can be a problem for a lot really of folks can. that are used to working. Especially in, an in the winter months. Days are shorter, mm-hmm. it's dark, it's windy, it's cold. Yeah. And it could be just reaching out, you know, making a phone call mm-hmm. or shooting an email to mm-hmm. to a friend or, you know, we text throughout the day all the time with our, you know, hilarious you know, the antics and Yeah. The, the uh capers various <laughs> capers that we're we'll on we'll have to start only.
1: keeping these texts and just do a podcast
0: around our ridiculous just read text our text <laughs> yeah. read our text yeah, that be, we'll do that one wait our, till the emoticons come out yeah you know, mm-hmm. we could maybe have maybe we'll have a margarita podcast and Ooh, we'll, that, we'll read our text put a whole new and we can describe what was going this. on yeah. we can describe what was going on when those texts were, were we're being delivered. So, so anyway, so those, those are kind of our, that's kind of our advice for making, making working from home work. If you've got questions or maybe you've got tips, go to woobizzle.com uh, or go to our Facebook group, go to wobizzle.com and fill out our contact form and yes. tell us, tell us your thoughts or go to our Facebook group, the women of Wobizzle. If you haven't joined, please join. We'd be glad to have you. Once again, thanks. Thanks for listening to the WoBizzle podcast. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or wherever you prefer to listen. If you love what we're putting down, please rate us too. That would mean a lot. But most
1: importantly, we want you to be part of our community. Head over to Facebook and request to join our group, The Women of Woe Bizzle, and get the tools you need to succeed by signing up for our free weekly marketing
0: tips at woebizzle.com. We want to know what you're thinking. What challenges do you face? What questions do you have about running your business? Contact us on wobizzle.com and let us know. Bye, Bye for, for now. now.